Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of the Tick Bootcamp podcast. The title of today's interview is The Social Networker, an interview with Elizabeth Tikoyan. My name is Richard Johannesson. And I'm Matt Sabatello. Today's podcast guest is Elizabeth Tikoyan. Elizabeth Tikoyan is a 24-year-old entrepreneur from Washington, D.C. She's a graduate of the University of Virginia, a Forbes Under 30 scholar, student entrepreneur of the year, and founder of Riley.co. The Riley app is a social network for people with chronic illnesses and disabilities. Ms. Tikoyan's Lyme disease journey began when she was 14 years old. At that time, she was suffering from flu symptoms and a rash that was misdiagnosed by her doctor as poison ivy. She was treated and the rash symptoms resolved. Four years and 20 doctors later, she was eventually diagnosed with Lyme disease, unfortunately, long after the Lyme disease had become a chronic condition. Fortunately, chronic Lyme did not stop this brilliant young woman from studying at some of the top universities in the U.S. and using her vast talents and experience with chronic illnesses as an inspiration for the creation of a unique and much-needed social network. Hello, Elizabeth DeCoyan, and welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? We're doing well, thank you, and we want to thank you for accepting our invitation to participate in this podcast. I'm excited to be here and to share my story with Lyme disease. Well, why don't you begin to do that right now? Our listeners are going to want to know what your life was like before you began to show symptoms and then how things changed for you. So can you share with us what your life was like before you began to show symptoms of a tick disease? Sure. I was a middle school student and I was really enjoying life. I had a lot of goals. When I was in high school, I really wanted to go in and got into my top choice for college. That was my absolute dream was to go to one of the top schools in the US. And I really worked hard to really prepare myself so that once I was in high school, I would be ready to prepare to go to get to that milestone. So I, for the most part, was very healthy, very happy, worked hard. I was in the sports teams at my school, I played soccer, I played basketball, and I was very active. I had a very great social life. I really enjoyed my life pre-Lyme disease. I really saw myself accomplishing a lot in college and in high school, and I really saw this straight linear path moving forward. I saw like this really easy path, like, okay, if I do X, Y, Z, get these grades, get this SAT score, I will be able to go into a great school and I will be able to do X, Y, Z to get into med school. And that was the dream for the longest time was to be to do all that. But then things changed once I got Lyme disease. So tell us what the changes were, and I'd like you to walk it back to when you first started to show symptoms and how the early symptoms impacted your life and your life's goal. Right. So when I was first diagnosed with Lyme disease, I didn't realize it was Lyme disease, nor did my doctors realize it was Lyme. I went to a camp in, in near the Boston area. And my family, they, they were like, okay, go have fun. You're going to have a great time. I, I really didn't think much of anything that can happen at camp. Uh, we didn't get any warnings about rashes or Lyme disease. It wasn't a common word when I was in high school. So I went in and I contracted a rash when I was at the camp. And alongside the rash, I got a fever and I was bed bound for a few days when I was at the camp and I I had my nurses looking after me and they were just treating me for a, a basic fever I, and then when I came back home I told my mom I have this rash going down my leg 
there is a there is a small bullseye, but we didn't think much of it because there is this rash alongside the bullseye. So when we went to the physician, she saw my leg and she saw a rash and she saw common symptoms that look like I maybe contracted something from being out in the woods. She even told me she was from the same area where the camp was and she treated me with antibiotics for a week, but it wasn't for Lyme disease. After that week period, I saw that my rash was completely healed and I didn't think much of that incident at all until years later when I had a whole onslaught of other health issues throughout my high school year. And I realized that incident where I went to the physician when I was in high school, she should have known that it was Lyme and she should have treated me for Lyme. Help us to understand what was happening between the time that you had the experience at camp where you were not properly diagnosed with Lyme and the time when you finally had a Lyme disease diagnosis. What kind of symptoms developed and how did your life change? One, I noticed I lost a ton of weight and I was excited about that symptom. Let's let's get that out there. I really, I was happy about that. I lost around 15, 20 pounds in a month, which is a bit alarming, but I didn't think much of it at the time. So after that, losing a ton of weight, I realized that I was getting tons of fevers and these were not regular fevers. They were flu-like fevers. I would be bed bound throughout the weekend. I couldn't go into school. It wasn't just one fever every few months or a year. It was a fever every two weeks. And it was so severe. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't go to school. I was also feeling so much weaker. I couldn't do the things that I used to do. I would be lethargic after the smallest task. I would spend hours studying for my classes, going to school, and I would forget everything that I studied. And it was confusing me that I was spending so much time on my work, yet I wasn't seeing any fruits of my labor. Usually people would see me at school and they would call me, oh, Dr. Elizabeth, doctor, 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 because I was always studying. But little did people know I wasn't doing so well in school. And I didn't know what was causing that disconnect because I had really high goals, high dreams. I was really ambitious, but my memory wasn't working. I was constantly getting sick. By the end of my high school years, I was starting to get crippled. I was so weak, I couldn't put weight on my legs. I couldn't walk without assistance. I couldn't go to school without leaving early. I missed over 250 plus hours of school. It was recorded on our transcript. When we saw that, it was absolutely shocking that I missed that much school. On top of that, I also missed tons of milestones. I didn't get to go to any proms, any homecomings. I didn't get to experience anything a traditional high school student would because of my health symptoms. Elizabeth, while you were going through this journey in high school, were you seeing other doctors to find out what was going on and the cause of these symptoms? Yes, I saw a number of physicians and the first physician I went to thought all of my symptoms were a result of being depressed or being very stressed out. And so she told me that I needed to see a psychiatrist and she also prescribed me with antidepressants. They thought that I was nervous about college and any traditional high school student aspiring to go to top schools. We get very amped up. We also went to a private school where everyone is very ambitious. There's this cutthroat energy in that school. And so they thought that I was feeling very down about my performance in school. 
But in reality, it was I was just getting sick with Lyme disease. Outside of that depression diagnosis, I went to another doctor. They thought it was a chemical imbalance. Then I went to another doctor because because I was losing so many hours of school and I felt like I was getting dumber. I would spend hours studying and I wouldn't remember anything. I also got tested for learning disabilities, which I did end up finding out I had dyslexia and ADHD. But outside of that, like they all thought, oh, okay, well, she's just dyslexic. And so we all thought me being tired or not doing well academically was a result of my dyslexia. When I would look at my symptoms and read the symptoms of dyslexia, I would get confused because I didn't read about people with dyslexia having lethargy, not being able to get out of bed, not being able to do anything for days and weeks at a time. So then we started exploring a bit more of what else it could be. And after one of the blood tests that came back, my doctors were really fearful that it was leukemia because of my white blood cell count. And they also saw that I was starting to have some issues with certain foods and they wanted me to document my symptoms when I was eating food and they thought it was celiac disease. So I was diagnosed with that, treated for that. Elizabeth, how many doctors did you see throughout this journey before you got your diagnosis? I went to over 20 plus doctors. What doctor was it that finally diagnosed you properly with Lyme disease? It was Dr. Reidinger. She's a traditional uh, medical doctor, but she has a huge naturopathic practice. And in fact, her, her practice doesn't even take insurance. And so she was the one that finally diagnosed me. And now that you knew you had Lyme disease and you finally had an answer for all of your symptoms, what was your treatment plan? She saw one, I had Lyme disease, but she also did a lot of blood work where she saw that I had a lot of nutrient deficits from iron to to various vitamins. And so she, alongside getting a heavy dose of doxycycline for months at a time, I was also prescribed 80 pills a day. And it was mostly supplements that were a treatment for each symptom that I had. So when I would tell her that I had issues with my energy, she would give me a supplement for that or I had issues with numbness she would give me a supplement for that and so it was just a whole onslaught of medicine in my system. So Elizabeth you were taking 80 pills a day from supplements to herbs and doxycycline the oral antibiotics and it wasn't helping so what were your next steps to get you better and and help you heal? Yeah, so they thought it wasn't working. So then I started taking IV treatment and it was weekly IVs and that was not working. It was it was temporarily working, but I would go back and I would have to get treatment again for what I was going through. And so they started giving me antibiotic IV treatment and that was also not working. So I went back to the drawing board and I actually, what I did was I documented all of my symptoms that I had with Lyme and I stopped taking all kinds of medicine and I started to find alternative means to heal. I went to Eastern medicine and I did my own study on Eastern medicine and Eastern philosophies and based on each symptom that I had, I would, one, I changed my diet completely to a vegan diet for a whole year. Everything I ate was grown, nothing was cooked, it was all vegan. Each thing that I was trying to eat was based off of the symptoms that I had. And I realized that once I changed my diet and once I started to really shift from going to traditional doctors and alternative doctors to, to trying to heal my own, it actually ended up working very effectively. 
I was able to go back to school. I excelled at school. I transferred to a bigger university. I'm here today because of that path that I took. So Elizabeth, you had to take your healing plan into your own hands because you weren't getting better with your doctor and you had to do your own research and find your own treatment plans to get yourself better. Yeah. Now that you started to do that and you started to get your treatment, can you walk us through how you started to feel once you took your health into your own hands and started to progress with your health? You grow up learning about doctors being the sole people that know how to heal you. You go to a doctor and trust them with your life to, to treat you. And after all those years getting misdiagnosed, spending thousands and thousands on treatment, I just felt like, all right, I really shouldn't be listening to physicians because no one's listening to me. It felt like I was constantly like spending money just to heal, but nothing was working. So when I did take my own health into my own hands and I started to really, really hone in on changing my diet and starting to do yoga and I was meditating a lot and I was using a lot of positive affirmations to heal myself and I was studying a lot of various alternative medicines to see if, if there's something I can take from that type of medicine and practice into my own life and even though it's very scary to take it into my own hands and to do my own thing I didn't realize it was going to come with such benefit and it felt very empowering at the end to realize that taking my own health into my own hands was really what healed me. And I'm not going to discount all the help and aid that my physicians have done for me. But at the same time, even though they were the reason why I knew what to call my illness, and they helped me with maintaining some symptoms, I felt like there was more that had to be done. And many people in the research community and in medical communities, they don't even think of Lyme disease as a chronic condition. They say that Lyme disease is something that can be cured with antibiotics in 30 days, not realizing that it can really recap in your system for years on end. So Elizabeth, we know that chronic Lyme is real. There are so many of us suffering from it. But something you said really stuck out with us, your positive affirmations. Can you talk about how that helped you in your recovery? And one of the things that we've heard in the past is developing a gratitude journal had really helped people as well. So can you talk about how that helped you? growing up, I didn't really believe in these things at all. I would laugh at it when people would say, dream your life into existence, think of positivity and it'll come into your life. I would seriously mock that and I would say, well, no, there's other factors that come into play that stop you from getting things. But I was so desperate that I was going to try anything different because whatever I was doing before wasn't working. So I knew I had to change something. I knew I was very sick at the time, but I would constantly tell myself that I'm healthy, I'm healed. And in my mind, I would be myself healthy, talking to people, living my best life. I would visualize that reality in my mind and I would speak health into my life. Despite what people would be, I would constantly tell people I'm healthy, I'm I'm happy. I'm, I'm doing amazing. Even though I knew my reality wasn't that way, I spoke what I wanted into existence and it eventually happened. Elizabeth, another thing that you noted was you received hyperbaric chamber treatment to help your healing as well. Can you describe what that is for our listeners? Sure. Hyperbaric chamber is an oxygen therapy. The way that it works is it uses pressure and oxygen to heal wounds. But what we did instead for Lyme disease patients is they give you this pressurized amount of oxygen, it's pure oxygen, that you're breathing in this isolated chamber. And it's to help you with the healing process. 
And it seems like from your studies, Elizabeth, that you learned that while you're receiving antibiotic treatment, it's super important to promote good immune health, right? So you took probiotics yeah. as well to build up your immune health and make sure that you weren't killing all this good bacteria in parallel to killing off the Lyme bacteria, right? Yeah. Did you find that that was a really critical piece of your healing journey? I did see that it was beneficial. Like you should be taking probiotics if you're taking the amount of antibiotics we're taking as Lyme patients. Can you talk about how you are today? Yeah. Even though I still have some chronic Lyme symptoms, I was able to finish my undergraduate degree just recently. I was at University of Virginia and I graduated high honors from the university. And I am currently working on my own startup, which is a mobile app that connects people with the same disability and or same illness or medical condition to each other on a one-to-one -one basis. And it's mostly to help people feel more connected and to find others going through the same journey whilst living through something that many people don't understand. And even though I'm still living with symptoms and I'm not completely healed and I have to be very mindful about what I'm doing with my life, I've realized that my Lyme symptoms in a way have helped me create my own entrepreneurial path because I realized that I was exposed to a world of people that are going through so much and there's not a great solution out there for people who feel disconnected, who feel lonely, who want to find some sort of community, who understand what it feels like. And so though I suffered a lot with Lyme, it has informed me a lot on how I wanted to be a better entrepreneur and what I wanted to do in this world, given what I've been through. And Elizabeth, can you share with our listeners how your entrepreneurial efforts are developing? Sure. So we're launching our official network in early fall. And in the meantime, we're creating an ambassador program for people with various disabilities, various illnesses to share their life stories, to share life hacks, to help each other out along the way. And it's been an exciting time creating this platform and giving a voice to people who felt voiceless for so long. And we're a team right now of big people and it's growing and we're all very passionate to make a difference in this world. And and we're working night and day to create something that people going through the same thing that I've been through can really benefit from in the future and really can feel that connection that I didn't get to experience when I was going through the worst of it. And the platform is called RileyApp.co. That's our website. But the actual platform is called RileyApp. And your, your website is R-I-L-E-Y-A-P-P.co for those that want to learn more, right? Exactly. Elizabeth, can you share with our listeners what inspired the name of the app? I used to volunteer at a hospital, and in the pediatric department, there's this very sweet girl who dreamed of being a Hollywood star. She was 13 years old, and that year, she really wanted to go home for Christmas. And I was in the midst of exams, so I wasn't able to go into my shift. And so I went in, like, mid-December, and I couldn't find her. So I thought she was discharged for Christmas. But then a nurse came up to me and said, do you know what happened to Riley? And I, and I really didn't know what happened. And so she said she... She passed away and that devastated me and I and I knew she was someone that wanted to be a star she wanted to go to Hollywood she was always someone that would start karaoke battles in her room we always had a fun time with her it was just unfortunate she couldn't bring that energy and life into the world and share her legacy with the rest of us so I wanted to make her a star through our platform and and have our users really learn about her we want her energy to be in everyone's life on our platform 
Thank you for listening to the Tick Boot Camp interview with guest Elizabeth T. Coyen. To our listeners, we have a call to action. First, if you'd like to learn more about Elizabeth T. Coyen and her tick disease journey, please visit her Instagram at Elizabeth T. Coyen or RileyApp.co. If you enjoyed this episode of the Tick Boot Camp podcast with Elizabeth T. Coyen, please share it with your friends by using the social media buttons at the bottom of this post. Third, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, or Spotify to get the automatic episode updates for our Tick Bootcamp podcast. Thank you for listening.